This is the American Real Estate Show, and I'm your host, Tristan Almada. This show is an experience that happens typically through YouTube and plays into Facebook. Now it's a podcast. So this is where you're going to learn what the latest news is about real estate so you stay informed and you can make better decisions because at the end of the day, I mean, the American dream is still alive. Let's go. It's the bubbliest of markets. I thought that was a great, great title. I loved it. In fact, I'm using it on the thumbnail. I'm like, bubbliest. It's the bubbliest. And that's what some people are still referring to as the housing market being very bubbly. But what we're also seeing is some people are now finally saying that, hey, there's no crash happening. There is no crash that's going to happen with the real estate market as of right now. And I'm like, finally, it's finally nice to hear some common sense based on actual data. Now, I'm not saying that the market isn't going to come down in some places a little bit, but don't expect the housing crash that a lot of these nutty people are saying is going to happen. And if the interest rates remain where they're at, which, by the way, I'm going to show you some data. It's crazy to see that the interest rates, as high as they are, we're still seeing prices go up and we're still seeing people buy those homes at that price. Now, the other crazy part to this is, which I'm going to show you, that the rental prices are so high. And I want to start off by showing you one story. And and just I'm going to put up all these links on YouTube on the description. So check them out there. And let's just jump right into this one. Happy Friday, everyone. This is the one. Let me see if I can extend this one so we can read this together and make it more fun. These homeowners decided to rent again. So if you scroll through this article, uh, the first thing she says, hey, hey, as a general rule, it's a bad idea to try to time the market. And that's what a lot of these people in this article are trying to do. They're saying, hey, Prices are going to go significantly down. It's better that we, as homeowners right now, take advantage of it, jump out of the market and rent. Now, the only challenge is when you're looking at doing something like that, I don't think you take into consideration, and let me let me come back to you. I don't think you take into consideration that rents, like in Miami, are insanely high and they're just going up higher. Right. Who would have ever thought that Miami's rental prices would be up 41%, 41%, and they're still indicated to go up higher. And you may ask, Kristen, well, why the heck is everything going up on the rental side? Well, I'm going to blame partially Airbnb, these short-term rentals. You have these big corporations coming in, and they're buying up all of these properties and saying, hey, guys, did you, uh, did you notice that... If we do the short-term rentals, we can make a ton more money. And uh, and a lot of these short-term rentals, you're probably not going to see on the market for a very long time because they're so profitable. And that's taking those rental prices up. It's removing these properties from being leased on a yearly basis. And it's removing those properties from being bought. And so the demand, the demand as far as the actual home buyer because they're grabbing the first-time homebuyer properties. That's the, that's the big area where they're coming in and picking those up. That's also eliminating homes for first-time homebuyers. And you think, well, hmm, I didn't think about that. 
Yeah, that's a big factor in this. And if we go into some of the data here, I'll show you. Uh, let, let me see here the, the cooling home prices here this week's. Uh, which one's a good one here on the rental? This is a really good one I want to show you. Home prices rise even as markets cool. This is one I want to show you because this one gets pretty interesting. And I'm going to share this. It's it's by Axios. And if you're familiar with Axios, they come up with a lot of great data. This came out a couple of days ago. Home prices keep rising even as markets cool. Now, I'm going to show you here as we zoom in because this is June 2012 to May 2022. We can see here and all of a sudden it drops right here because of COVID, right? That sharp spike down goes up and then we're at about 5.4. But still look at the rest of the year here where we're the rest of the years in the past. It's about right there. And I think when we look at such a wide span of 10 years, we understand that 5.4 million homes sold is still higher than most of these other years. And it's like, damn, what is happening? And this is why it matters, because as we read this, look, why does this matter? Let's just read this with me. Perhaps you thought the real estate market was all about location, location, location. Well, it's actually also about supply. And I'm going to turn around and say, hey, look, I've been telling you from day one, it's supply and demand. It is that easy sometimes. Because guess what people actually want? They want to live in a house. People will die and people will actually give birth and people will live in houses. And that is an American dream. It's a dream all over the world. It's just a fact. And 6.2, 6 6.5% interest rates, it is not a lot. It's actually less than inflation. And that article goes in deeper as to why so many people are wrong in this case. And I'm going to dive into another one. Look at the world, all right? I'm going to show you the world because we don't often talk about the world here. This one's titled, The World's Bubbliest, my favorite title, Housing Markets are flashing warnings. All right, now we're going to go into just this graph to show you. because It has a lot of numbers. You can see on the left, it says New Zealand, Czech Republic, Hungary, Australia, Canada, Portugal, and U.S. That's all I want you to focus on. And they're ranked from one all the way down to 30. And you can see South Africa and Italy at the bottom. By the way, if you want to buy in Italy, great time, right? So now you look at this and you're like, well, price to rent ratio, which we've talked about before important price to income ratio extremely important because of affordability real price growth percentage nominal price growth percentage which we've been over in one of these videos and credit growth and so you see sometimes a little bit deeper on the negative on the credit but these are things you should pay attention to because some people assume that it's only happening in the united states they're like hey wait a second it's actually happening around the world too yeah you know what we're we're in a world economy now. And what happens in one place sometimes happens in another place because we're connected in so many different ways. So start looking at this as, as a world challenge because like you see Canada, it's happening in Canada too. Now the U.S. has a different twist on things because of the supply and demand issue, because of the demand, right? The demand on the property and the undersupply of properties is the key. The other key to this is the interest rates. If the interest rates stay where they're at or approximately where they're at, we're not going to ever see a crash. 
we're going to see a softening. And I'm going to show you here just actual stats as of last week. So these are really, really, really up to date. And this is from Altos Research. I always go to them. I have no affiliation with them. I just love their data. Plus, Mike gave me this for free so I can access it. If you look at the nation, this is nationally, okay? Here it is, national, U.S., Friday, June 24th, right? It still shows that it is a seller's market overall. Right now, every area is a little different, but this is giving you the bigger picture. If we scroll in and we take a look at median price in this little tiny graph, you see how it's slowly gone up? And look, it's still going up. We're at 454000 as a median price. And look at the median price of new listings. This is not sold data. This is the data of the list price and the new listing prices. And then you have the price per square foot. Average days on market, right? It's still in some areas. Average days on market is going down. Nuts. But look at the price decrease overall nationally. A lot more people or sellers are, are a little scared and saying, hey, what, what's going on? Because they keep on hearing it on the news. And now you see the price decreases are going up. Now it's normal in the summer too, when you got a lot, you have a lot more property coming up. And of course people wanna get their homes sold through that summer. So it's also natural to see more listings coming up in the summer and also price decreases happening. And as you go down, this is an important number here to keep an eye on, it's the relisted. And we don't often talk about relisted, but here's, here's the key to the relisted. If a home is on the market, and then it doesn't come on the market anymore if it doesn't sell. That means the sellers decided to, hey, I'm not moving anymore because I can't either afford where I'm going to or I just I just can't handle this market anymore. That home is not going to come back on the market because it wasn't relisted. Now, they're either going to wait a while or they're going to just say, I'm out. Just like buyers are saying, hey, it's too high interest rates. No, sorry, not for me. Sellers can do the same thing. And a lot of sellers at this 6% interest rate are like saying, well, you know what? I was going to buy, but now I'm not. I'm happy where I'm at. My interest rate's at 2.9, 3.5%. Why would I go and buy another home and get a way higher double interest rate? And now you're going to have another demand issue that we don't talk about. All those possible sellers? No, gone. So think about the demand in that way, because here's the inventory, 418000 and then the rent. Because to me, those two things go hand in hand. The rent is extremely important. Now I'm going to show you something, and then we'll talk about foreclosures. Uh, rents are super high. Because there was one great article that I saw from Business Today. I think it was Business Today. It showed us that Rents are extremely high, and it showed Miami as being the number one place. Then it broke down the top two here, uh, the top 10. Here it is, uh, 20 June 2022. By the way, if you're watching from LinkedIn, hello. I see you guys. And here it is. I'm going to just share this with you. And I'm also going to share this into the community. So you can also follow along with me. So places like Miami, places that have incoming people into the buying homes, whether they're going to buy them to rent them, short-term rentals, full-time rentals, or to live in, any areas that have an influx of people like that are going to have high rents. And when you have high rents, 
because they're blowing up dramatically. When you have high rents, all of a sudden, you're thinking, hey, should I be buying a home as a buyer or should I be renting? Because now if I'm renting, it's sometimes throwing away my money. I don't get the tax incentive. And this is what goes across people's mind when they want to buy. How, how should I do this? Should I rent and throw away my money when it's equal to buying? right? Or should I buy and know that over a span of 10, 15 years, I always win. Because over the last 100 years, you can see a graph. You can use FRED data, F-R-E-D data. You can see the graph of property values going up, 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 up in a straight line. And you see the thing with rent too. You're paying somebody else's mortgage. And I don't think people see that. So let's go back into this one here. I'm going to share one specific thing for you just so you can see how bad this is. I'm going to zoom in really quick. How bad is it according to the Rent Cafe online listing service? Take a look at that. An average Miami apartment of 887 square feet now rents for 2100 a month. Compared to Jacksonville, where an average apartment is 965 square feet at $1,400 a month. To be sure, there are lower price rentals in Miami starting at $1,100 or $1,200. But pricier, but pricier apartments cost over $3,100 with well-off newcomers competing for luxury apartments. The competition is real, guys. This is something that's not being talked about a lot. And so when you look at things like that, and you're like, people are competing for rentals? And I'm still hearing things about foreclosures happening. Let me tell you, let's go back to foreclosures because here's here's the facts. And they come from uh, MBA and they come from Black Knight. Loans upon exiting forbearance because I keep on hearing, hey, what about all those foreclosures that are coming, Tristan? They're going to blow up the market. It's going to be trash. I'm like, no, no, you've got that wrong too. Let me show you. 37 of them, 37% of them were paid in full. 44.6% were worked out on repayment plans and 18% was still in trouble, right? Now, when you look at that data, you're like, oh, I start understanding now. And then when you look at Black Knight, which by the way, has all of this data, you fully understand what's happening with foreclosures and what's happening with foreclosures. There aren't that many. Should we expect some to come out? Of course, right? Especially if unemployment goes up, right? And then we have to take a look at, well, what does that look like? And I've got the data here for you as well because I did some research. And let's just go over those top 10 areas, 10 states with the highest foreclosure rates as of June. Check this out. And this will give you a clear indication as to where to look. And I'll put this article in there as well. So when you go in, you see Georgia, look at the numbers, 0.006 with 25, 2600 units foreclosed. Michigan is number nine with 0.007. Florida, still very low, right? Indiana, low delaware super low 386 units foreclosed on nevada still low i mean look at the numbers these are significantly low if you take a look at that chart that shows you over the years where foreclosures are and this is low number one is illinois and i'm going to put this up this article also explains how foreclosures how you should avoid foreclosures lastly this article u.s housing market price corrections to hit coast to host Coast to coast economic, economic, geez, I can't even read today. Economists warn. And it goes through and it brings out Moody. We've talked about Moody, Moody, Moody Analytics with Mark Zandi. And at the very end, I'm just going to scroll down to the bottom just to give you the gist. He says, and this is what I tell you every day I just don't see the kind of mortgage defaults and de stressed sales that would be necessary 
for big declines in housing values, you know, crash, a housing crash. That's when you get crashes, he says, when you have lots of foreclosures and a lot of distressed sales, Andy says, that's just not going to happen. So do me a favor, stop talking about foreclosures, stop scaring people. And if you listen to crazy people on all of these channels that have no proof, no data, they just go with their gut and say, hey, just sell everything. Know that you're listening to people that are trying to just scare you. Let's use some data. Let's use a less emotion. And even though I'm kind of emotional about this because I get pissed off when people give you the wrong advice. So have an awesome weekend, everybody. Hope you enjoyed this one. If you have any questions, chime in somewhere below on LinkedIn, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, wherever you're watching this.